Cancer has been called the most fear-filled word in the English language. Percy, why does cancer seem so terrifying to so many people? Well, because we've seen many people who have experienced defeat physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And so people tend to think that cancer equates to fear, cancer equates to death, and cancer equates to the end. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is that when we understand who we are in God and who God is in us, even if we experience those so-called defeats, cancer still has not overtaken who we are from God's perspective. We're going to talk about it on today's podcast. We explore how you can be an overcomer in spite of cancer. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. So today the guest is you, Percy. <laughs> You're the guy I'm going to talk to. I'm in the hot seat. Okay. You are it. Take We're it gonna... easy on me, why don't and you? And our theme is you cannot be defeated. Amen. And, and what we want to unpack here today and place emphasis is on the word you. Okay. That's what we want to talk about. And we're going to really shape a thought around defining and understanding who the real you is in context to God from a spiritual perspective. I look forward to the conversation. This will be very helpful. And I'm so grateful that our listeners have joined us. So many of you are subscribing to the podcast now, and that's very encouraging to see, not because we like the numbers Mm. as much as we like the fact that we're helping people and giving them hope. Well, we want to spread the good news. People use the word gospel. The word gospel means good news. We're simply wanting to spread the good news of health, hope, and inspiration, all of the great content that we produce here. And so we want that to be spread among family, friends, and coworkers. So please share this information, share our site and encourage people to uh, subscribe to the show. All right. Well, before we get to the heart of the discussion today, here's a question we'd like to pose to our listeners, and we really do want to hear your responses to this question. You can respond at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. The question of the week is, what would you have done differently on your cancer journey? What would you have done differently on your cancer journey? Percy, I think it's going to be interesting to hear the responses. Well, it will be because, in, as most people will say, hindsight is twenty twenty, And there are many things that I think people, and I know for a fact that people have learned on their cancer journey, but after the fact that they wish they had done differently or that they uh, would have approached differently. So we want to hear today from you. What would you have done differently on your cancer journey and feel free to give us your response uh, and at some point in another show we'll uh, unpack some of those reactions and just share that with you the listening audience answer our question at our website healthhopeandinspiration.com and while you're at the website why don't you go ahead and download our resource our free resource victory over fear that's available to you this week victory over fear our free resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com Well, we're going to talk about a lot of scripture verses here today as a part of this conversation, but do you have one that you want to start with? Well, our foundation that we'll work from and then we'll build upon and we'll make reference back to a little bit later on in the show is Romans, the eighth chapter, verse 38 and 39, and it reads as follows. 
For I am convinced, I just want to put a period right there. First and foremost, this scripture is juxtaposing that there is something that one needs to be or should be or is convinced about. Listen to the writer's tone here. For I am convinced, the question is, what is he convinced about? Hmm. That neither death nor life, praise God, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, what will that not be able to do? It will not be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And this scripture is really important, Wayne, and I think probably more important than any time ever before because we really do live in a day and age that I believe that the mental and emotional uh, uh, capture of our souls is being threatened by all sorts of thoughts, concepts, and ideologies that's trying to arrest us to make us think that it is going to take us down, take us out, and take over who we are. And what the scripture is helping us to understand, according to the writer, that he was convinced that basically nothing was going to separate him from the love of God. And when one is convinced of that reality and that principle, we can face and potentially overcome our circumstances and challenges despite the pressure that we may feel from them. Well, I know you want to unpack that and other verses as we go along through the conversation today. So we'll get started in just a moment. But with locations in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage their side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, as I said, you're the man on the hot seat here today. No guest will join us today except Mm. you. So let's talk more about how we cannot be defeated. Well, first and foremost, let's start with uh, the most obvious to build a platform off of uh, cancer and and its impact. Uh, First and foremost, cancer has created a reputation for itself of being a power that can do things to us. And so I want to establish the school of thought right off the bat. Cancer does not have the power to defeat you. We started out by saying you cannot be defeated. And so, yes, it can damage our body. Yes, it can make the, our, the life that we live difficult. Yes, it can be the thing that causes one to leave this life, but it cannot defeat you. Mm. So the question should then, the intellectual question should be, well, Reverend McCray, who and what is the real you then? Okay. If, if my body is not me, <laughs> if my mind is not me, then what's me at the end of the day? Well, so let's do this. Um, what is the real you? According to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verses 16 and 17, 
it reads as follows to establish a, a foundational principle that we've got to embrace first. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Why do we not lose heart, writer? Even though our outward man is perishing, hello, here's a clue, yet the inward man, uh-oh, there's a second clue, is being renewed day by day. Well, that's an oxymoron. That's a paradox. How is it that my outward man can be perishing, but my inward man is not perishing? And what's the difference between my outward man and my inward man? Well, we keep reading, for our light affliction, praise God, uh, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and external weight of glory. So this scripture helps us to understand that from God's perspective, there's a delineation and a separation between our outward man, our physical mortal flesh, and our inward man. So we, uh, most of us know, and most of us have embraced uh, the Christian value system that we are a triune being. We are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Mm-hmm. And that they are separate, but they are connected to each other. But they have different functions and different functionalities. And so I want to take uh, and use the exact example of the text, the outward man and the inward man. The outward man, uh, if I could use the example, is like a car. It's like the vehicle that we drive. It transports the person inside of the vehicle from point A to point B. That's our physical body. Okay. our spiritual beings are illegal agents in the three-dimensional world. That's whoa, whoa, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> spiritual beings, which we are, we are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. Spiritual beings are illegal agents in the three-dimensional world. They must have a vehicle that can transport their spiritual being from point A to point B. Gotcha. Our physical body is a car. It's a vehicle that transports and gives us legal, gives our spirit man legal access to the three-dimensional world. It's a very powerful school of thought. That's why the concept of spiritual possession is a real possibility because we have spiritual influence that can dictate Uh, our behavior and what we do and how we think and how we function. And so with that, this scripture right here is telling us that there are two separate dynamics, an inward man and an outward man. And when we talk about you cannot be defeated, we're talking about the spirit of man. We're not talking about his physical body. So going back to Genesis 3, let's get some spiritual context of what took place when Adam fell and when he um, separated himself from the fellowship of God His physical being then became uh, relegated to the laws of the three-dimensional world that God cursed and said that you will surely die, Adam, because Adam was operating from a spiritual platform that his spirit man was in charge, not his natural man. Okay. And so he gave that right up. He gave the right for his physical being to be in charge of the three-dimensional world. That's the reason why when God created the animal kingdom, notice what God did. He created everything and named it except the animals. Hmm. He said he brought all of the animal kingdom before Adam and said, they shall be what you call them. In other words, I'm giving you the ability and the power, Adam, to name the animal and the plant life of the world. Um, Just sit down and imagine for a second. (laughs) All of the different species of animal life. Incredible, huh? Just think about that. That Adam uh, was given lawful uh, authorization to speak to and name and call. But Adam gave up that right. 
And physically, the Bible says that then man was cursed and that death became part of the three-dimensional experience to our physical being. Mm-hmm. Now, the advent of Christ, for those of us who are Christians, uh, the, uh, when Jesus was resurrected, when he died and resurrected on the third day, uh, he came, the Bible says that he was given all power in his hands and he restored that power back to the spiritual being of mankind that we then were resurrected with him. We were redeemed with him. And so we are not going to spiritually die. Cancer can't kill our spirit, can't touch it. One of uh, the great sportscasters who passed away from cancer, uh, and they play his segment over and over and over again on a certain network on TV. When he was dying from cancer, he declared, he said, cancer can't touch my mind. It can't touch my heart. It can only touch my body because he understood a principle here that we're talking about, and that is it can be easy to lose heart when we focus on what we see, feel, and experience. On the inside, we can grow in strength no matter what is happening on the outside. And as one who is now working, walking that journey as a cancer patient, I've already made a collective decision, though I'm not in any threat per se to die at all, that if I were to die from the effects of cancer, cancer cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my spirit. As a matter of fact, as believers, Wayne, when we transition out of this mortal flesh in its current state, we're going to be elevated and we're going to graduate to a state called glory where we're going to stand before God and there's nothing that can impact that. And so when we talk about you cannot be defeated, we need to disempower the thought of what cancer can and cannot do. And the only thing that it can do theoretically is harm and hurt our physical being. That is so very powerful and offers us such hope, doesn't it? Well, when we begin, so let, we've talked about hope a lot on our yeah. shows here. And where is the source of our hope and where is the focus of our hope? So if our hope is in we're going to live forever or I want to live until I'm 150, which is a great, admirable thing to do. Mm-hmm. But from a spiritual perspective, we transition and change our hope to I'm looking for the day that I'm going to stand before the Father in, in, his, in his righteousness and that there will be no limitation to uh, my existence. My spirit man will be free and will be given expression in the presence of God. That gives us great hope. And even in the midst of trials, tribulations, and it's, it's the reason why the great martyrs of the, of the Old and New Testament, when we really read the, the book of martyrs, how many of them rejoiced in the face of death and defeat because they understood that there was a greater glory coming that could not be touched by their natural circumstances. Let's talk for a moment about our bodies when they do die. Uh, May I read 1 Corinthians 15? Let's do that. 54 through 57. Then when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death. And the law gives sin its power. But thank God, he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, it helps to perpetuate, and hopefully we need to rehearse this, because it's just like anything else. That which we have not rehearsed and that which we have not uh, uh, digested in our being 
it'll, it'll be difficult to kind of translate into that school of thought last minute when we're under the gun of the circumstances of a situation. This scripture is helping us to understand that the power of death has no power over us. As a matter of fact, and I love the language, I love the visualization, death is going to be swallowed up, <laughs> it says. Yeah. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Oh, death, where is thy sting? No matter what cancer does to our body or this side of eternity, with the second coming of our Lord, we are promised new glorified body. So now here is the bonus round, praise God. <laughs> okay, so cancer may have killed this version of our body, and at some point, this body is going to die to something, old age, decay, what have you. The Bible says that it is appointed once unto every man to die. So we, we need to settle that in our heart. But how about this? We're going to get new glorified bodies, praise right. God. So with the second coming, we are promised new glorified bodies that will be free of sickness and disease, and we will live on. Right now, it seems like death brings a lot of hurt, and it does. Oh, sure. It absolutely does. Right now, it looks like death can win, It may, uh, and it can appear that way, but in the end, we are victorious. As I often say on this show, I've cheated and I read the end of the book, Wayne, mm -hmm. and we win at the end, whether we live or die. Victory is through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise well, God. before we go any further, let me take just a moment. And I want to return, though, to those uh, those scriptures that you started with today, uh, talking about uh, what shall separate us from the love of Christ. We'll get back to that conversation in a moment. But let me point out to you that according to the American Cancer Society, nearly one out of three people in the U.S. will receive a cancer diagnosis during their lifetime. Caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. And for that reason, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this great need. If you're a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining the network is absolutely free, but when you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources, information about ministry training opportunities, and our informative monthly email newsletter. So here's what you do. You visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and you click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join the Ministry Leaders Network today. Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It all starts at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, again, I want to mention our question of the day and our free resource. The question we want you to answer is, what would you have done differently on your cancer journey? Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear your response to that. It'd be very helpful, and we'll talk about it on a future program. What would you have done differently on your cancer journey? Leave your reply at healthhopeandinspiration.com and look for our free resource there, Victory Over Fear. Amen. All right, let's get back to the uh, the really important stuff here, which is God's Word. Yeah. And what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Well, where we left off, Wayne, is really helping to identify and define and fine-tune you. Uh, our, our title and our subject matter is, You Cannot Be Defeated. Well, we need to clarify, and we've attempted to clarify who the real you is as believers. Those who have uh, ascribed to the fact uh, that I belong to God. He has created me. Uh, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and I have a relationship, and I'm in right standing with the Father through the Son. The real you, as we use the analogy, is not the car that you drive. So let's back up for a second. Okay, put it in no, reverse. <laughs> no, no one, yeah, let's put the car in reverse. No one ever associates you and call you your vehicle that you drive. I happen to know what type of particular vehicle that you drive, and I've never referred to you as uh, a particular Type of car. I've always called you Wayne. 
You're not the car that you drive. Okay, right. That's the vehicle that just transports the real you from point A to B. Come okay. on, stay with me now. This is really, really, really important. Okay, all right. And what, I prefer Wayne over Jeep. So uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, <clears throat> the particular type of vehicle that you drive to transport the real you is not you. It's just the vehicle that transports you from point A to point B. Our physical bodies is not the real us from a spiritual perspective. That's why it can decay. That's why it will go back to the dust. That's why at funerals and at the uh, interment, we say from ashes to ashes and to dust to dust, from the earth did, it, did our bodies come and will it return? That This form of our physical body is not going to be before the Lord. That is going to stay back to the source from which God created it. Come on, stay with me now. This is powerful <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he said he knelt down and he created man. And he created him in his likeness and in his image. And then he blew in him Mm. the breath of life. That's the spirit of man. Mm. And that's the real you that we're talking about. And so in that context, Romans 8, 35, 39, who shall separate the real you? Let me say it that way from the love of Christ. Just because your car is wrecked doesn't mean that you're inoperable. (laughs) That doesn't mean that you still can't move about. Your, your, the, the, what is sitting inside of your vehicle still has opportunity to move back and forth. So listen to this. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or a persecution or famine, nakedness, danger, sword? Knowing all these things, we are more, hallelujah, more, more, more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor any other thing all in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if our physical bodies are lying in a tomb in the morgue somewhere, what is God loving after that? He's loving the real us, our spirit, which the is what real he— you. There you go, the real you. And again, the, the juxtaposition that we're making here is cancer can only destroy our mortal flesh. So we got a flat tire— All right. So the engine blew up in our car. Hello. Somebody talk to me. But it cannot kill our spirit. Have you ever found yourself on a cold? I have done this many times in Chicago. Cold winter day, flat tire. The engine won't start. Dead battery. And, you know, I couldn't fix it. No one came. I just left it and went on and started walking somewhere. I got in a cab, called a friend. It did not stop me from continually having motion because my vehicle is sitting on the side of the road. We need to we need not to be so attached to our mortal flesh, but part of the problem in the world that we live in when we're not connected to the hope of God, then we worship our bodies, we worship our physical beings, and that's why we spend so much money on our clothes and our makeup and our hair and uh, Botox and this, that, and the other. And that's all fine in its proper context, but at the end of the day, that's not the real you, and that's not who God has redeemed or has saved. And so when we come back to that context, cancer can only destroy our mortal flesh, but it cannot kill our spirit, which is the real you in the midst of your battle. You can have a peace, and this is the payoff. Why are we focusing on this? Because if we're struggling, uh, that, that at the end of the day, it's all about my mortal flesh, when it's time to go through challenges and hardships and trials and tribulations, what the Scripture is telling us, then we will struggle and not have peace at the end of the day. So it says you can have peace that surpasses all understanding because your future is secure. The Bible did not say that life would not be hard. Right. Did not say you wasn't going to have a flat tire in your car. 
Didn't say that your engine wasn't going to blow up. Didn't say that your air conditioner was going to stop working. Didn't say that one bit. But even the most painful experience cannot defeat those who cling to God and whose spirit is being rejuvenated and strengthened day by day. It's the reason why Christ, in the midst of all that he did among the people, it said that he would quietly slip away to go spend time with the oh, Father yes, yes. so that he could rejuvenate his spirit, man, yeah. because that's what was feeding and that was what it was empowering and enabling him to continue to do the things that he did in his mortal flesh. But I want to go back to something you said a moment ago, because even when we fully understand this, it still hurts when we face death. It does hurt. It's difficult because we've been conditioned. Wayne, just think about it. You know, we all have been conditioned to be attached to this natural life that we have. That's what we see. That's what we've been trained to uh, embrace because that's what is required for us to function in the three-dimensional world that we live in. And it becomes a spiritual exercise, hello somebody, Mm -hmm. that we must endeavor to practice because there becomes a time and a place that we're going to have to separate ourselves from our physical uh, uh, connectivity that has all of these other human emotions and dynamics to them that are very real to our feelings. And this is where the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word, and more importantly, the Spirit of Uh, The Holy Spirit of God comes to lead and guide us into all truth, to teach us, to aid us and to assist us that transcends what is going on in our mind and in our emotions and in our physical being so that we can tap back into the spiritual truth. So let's put it back in the context. I've seen many, 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 many cancer patients on both sides of the fence that at the point of death and dying due to sickness and disease who are able to tap into their spiritual core. Mm and have a graceful and powerful peaceful peaceful and beautiful transition because they let go of this mortal flesh and they held on and clung to the spiritual truths of who they are and that's easier said than done and there is no question about that and it's the reason why as an admonition I will say to anyone listening right now I'll put on my pastor's hat for a second we've got to practice that way we can't we can't just shift gears like that in a moment's notice. If we haven't practiced doing that, it'll be difficult when we need to do it. And that's why the Bible reminds us, you know, uh, don't don't take on the habits of the flesh. You know, work on, you know, not being so fleshly driven because at the end of the day, we're going to have to come back to our core of who we or you really are in relationship to God. And then there becomes a separation and a distinction that we will need to draw upon. And so, again, cancer may be able to destroy my mortal flesh, but it can't touch my spirit. Mm -hmm. And that's why even for me at this moment, I've told many people, I feel like I can do anything at this point. Mm -hmm. Now, I know I'm, I'm human and I'm mortal and I'm limited, but at the end of the day, the biggest threat of our day is cancer is a killer. It's a monster. It's a beast. Here it comes. Watch out. The giant is in the land. It's, it's kicked down the gates. It's burned down the ramparts. And at the end of the day, there are hundreds, thousands of people who are living and surviving through cancer. And even those who did not, they did not lose to cancer. They were not defeated because they clung to the truth that their God was Lord and their spirit man has now been elevated. So in many cases, they did not give up. They were called up. Mm. Mm. Put that in your pipe and smoke. (laughs) So there is no defeat. Cancer cannot kill me, not the real me. All it can do is damage my car. 
Wow. Well, there is more that we're going to share in just a moment about being an overcomer. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists by simply calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Before we talk about being overcomers, let me repeat our question of the week, which is... What would you have done differently on your cancer journey? What would you have done differently? How would you have reacted? How would you have spoken to people? How would you have shared uh, portions of your journey? What would you have done differently on your cancer journey? Feel free to leave us your comments on uh, healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'd love to hear from you. And at a later podcast, later on down the line, we'll read some of those reactions just to continue to stimulate thought around those types of conversations. And go to that same website to download our free resource this week, Victory Over Fear. Boy, that goes hand in hand with what we've talked Mm. about here today. Mm -hmm. Victory Over Fear. Download it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, I hope you understand that the real you cannot be defeated. That's right. We can be overcomers, can't we? That's right. That's right. And so let's close with this this final, let's sandwich this conversation now. We've made a nice Dagwood sandwich. (laughs) We've got all of this meat and all of these nice condiments on it. Let's put the the last piece of bread on this sandwich. 1 John, the fifth chapter, verse 4 says, For everyone, not a few people, not some, not just the privileged, not uh, individuals who have more money or a social clout, for everyone born of God, praise God, I love this, because I can't get excluded from that because I'm born of God. Everyone born of God overcomes what? The world. We unpack the fact that our three-dimensional world that we live in our bodies are attached to that world and are, are dictated by the laws of that world. But we are not our body. We've learned who the real us is, is our spirit. This is the victory, praise God, that has overcome the world, even our faith. And our faith is that we are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body and our body is not the real you. We fight to take care of it. We fight to protect it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, when our bodies lay down, that is not the real us and that's not the end of the story. Your trust in God changes who you are and what you are. It changes your destiny and it makes you an overcomer. Never give up on God because he will never, ever Give up on you. It reminds me of the old church hymn that I sang as a young boy growing up on the south side of Chicago. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, praise God. And all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Today, the real you cannot be defeated. Powerful, powerful indeed. Well, 
Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I got to return, though, to Romans chapter 8 to wrap this up. It just says it so well. You want to go back to where we started? Absolutely. Uh, 8, 38, 39. For I am convinced. Hopefully someone's convinced today after that. If you're not convinced, I don't know what will convince you. But I am convinced. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, please hear me, uh, children of God today, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I don't know about you, Wayne, and I don't know about anybody else, but I am the beloved of God (laughs) on this day. I'm right there with you. Percy McRae is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Brother, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you've shared today. Love you, my friend. And remember, keep chopping the wood. We've got work to do. Don't give up and don't give in. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.